Well, good evening, Patriots, Freedom Fighters throughout Saskatchewan, across the world, and throughout the country. Um, big show tonight. Um, we're going to talk about the UN agenda, sustainable development agenda, sustainable development goals. Yes, those same pesky goals that Pierre Polivare, the individual running for in his own words, the Prime Minister of Canada and leader of the Conservative Party, um, claimed ignorance of said sustainable development goals, which is awfully strange um, given that his party, while he was part of it, while he was an MP, while he was a senior MP in cabinet, claims he had absolutely no idea what they are, hasn't read them, won't comment on them. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to, and in that, there was, a, I've gotten a lot of comments from a lot of people, which is a good thing, from a lot of people in support of Pierre, using that as an excuse. In fact, using their own ignorance as an excuse for Pierre not to understand what they are. So in other words, if people haven't seen or heard of them, then why should Pierre? <laughs> I can't tell you how frustrated I am with this attitude. And I see it all the time, especially with conservative supporters. I see it all the time. This lack of awareness, this lack of, of holding our politicians accountable before get them to answer these questions before you vote for them see where they actually stand before you commit to supporting them it's extremely important to our country to the sovereignty of our country to the freedom of our country and the people that live in it, it's extremely important. So anyway, so that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, do me a favor, share this out. I'm still banned on Facebook because I'm a, a bad, bad, naughty boy. Um, uh, but we are on YouTube. Uh, 
We're on Twitch. We're on Twitter. We're on Odyssey. We're on DLive and we're on Rumble. We're also on TikTok. Hello, TikTok people. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't figured out TikTok on my desktop to go live. I was hoping to go live from my desktop, but I don't see an option from uh, desktop. So I'm live through my phone and I uh, hope you guys can hear and see me all right on TikTok. Um, Wendy, I, I'm going to call you Wendy because I, I know that's your name, even though you spell it weird on YouTube. Uh, Polivare claims he has not read the UNSTG Sustainable Development Goals. No surprise, he's unresponsive to James Top. Shameful. Yeah, he is, of course, unresponsive to James Top. Anyways, my good friend and friend of the show, uh, Jeremy McKenzie, the raging dissident, uh, just recently, hours, within an hour or two, uh, put up a video, and I thought it was great. In fact, uh, I even told Twitter that I have sort of a man crush on Jeremy because of this video, but he just, he nails it so well. Um, and just to quell any rumors, it's not really that I have a man crush on Jeremy. Um, although I do like the guy and, and respect him very much. <laughs> uh, yes, Shelly, for crying out loud, people think he's a savior, so they won't believe anything negative against him. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happening. And so I'm going to use this as an opportunity to educate a lot of those who claim ignorance on the SDGs. I mean, you give an opportunity for them to learn something because um, I've been learning about this for years and uh, I'm going to share some of that. Uh, but first, let's listen to a little bit of what Jeremy has to say. Um, he's bang on. Legacy boomer conservative voters and supporters are every bit as bad as the liberals. They're the exact same thing. They're the exact same kind of infantile retard mentality. They're the exact same. They don't care. Do they actually care about what happens in this country? They don't. They just want their team to win. You can show them all kinds of horrible stuff that their own people are, oh, Lil Pete's. Lil Pete's. Ignore. I'm not speaking to James Top. I have no time for that. That didn't happen. You show them proof. Yeah, but you're mean. Right on. You ever heard of the Eurasia Group? Do you know about any of this? Do you know about all the people he's associated with, everyone around him, World Economic Forum, UND? They're, they're actual liberals. Some of them are card-carrying liberal members, cabinet members, former cabinet members. Yeah, well, gotta get the leads out. You don't actually care about this country because if you did, you would look at the truth of the situation and make the determination based upon the facts. And you don't. You're, you're a dogmatic ideologue. Just my team. As long as my team wins. We know who your team is. Your team is not Canada's team. Bang on, Jeremy. Bang on, my friend. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, short, quick, to the point. And he's 100% he's bang on. Uh, you know, so 260,000 people watched me ask Pierre Polivar one very simple question that has a very simple answer for somebody who's been involved in politics for 19 years, has been an MP for 19 years. It's a very simple, simple question. If you are in favor of a sovereign Canada, if you're in favor and want to make Canada the freest country in the world is what he's using for language, then he would know what the SDGs are. He would know what that agenda represents and he would fully denounce it. Ah, but there's the problem. 
he can't denounce it because the party he is running to lead is actually responsible for signing Canada on to that agenda. Again, I don't know how many thousands of times I've said this, but I'm going to keep saying it until everybody gets it. It was Mulroney conservatives, the red Tories, the same red Tories that merged, that the Reform Party merged with and broke my heart. The red Tories of 1992 that signed on to the first incarnation of this agenda. It was the liberals of the Chrétien liberals that implemented a lot of this into the bureaucracy without telling anybody that it was happening. It was the Stephen Harper conservatives that made it law in Canada that called the Sustainability Act in 2008, of which Pierre would have voted on. And I know that he did because I went and looked at the votes. And yes, he did vote in favor of this agenda. So he's full of shit when he says he's never heard of it, or he's just doing what he's told and voting blind, which I completely disregard. The One of his co-chairs of his campaign for leader of the Conservative Party is John Baird. John Baird is the globalist golden boy of the World Economic Forum. He is what he is. They all know why the World Economic Forum exists. And I'm going to get into that in a second. They signed it again in 2050. There is no way on God's green earth that Pierre Polivier doesn't know what the sustainable development goals are or what the sustainable development agenda is. Agenda 2030. It's been in the works in this country since before we signed it the first time in 92. In fact, our country contributed to the development of this agenda by a guy by the name of Maurice Strong, who was sent to the Club of Rome by Pierre Elliott Trudeau to help create and develop this agenda. It's been in the works by all of our successive governments since the late 60s. And every MP that claims to represent their constituents, at the very least, should know about it. They should have also told you about it, of which none of them have. And any time I've ever asked an MP, and I've asked a lot of them, what their position was on the sustainable development agenda, their eyes gloss over, and they claim to know nothing. That's not what I want in somebody that represents me and, and, and my fellow constituents. I don't want that person in that position. If they don't understand the single most dangerous agenda to our freedoms, to our sovereignty, in this country. If you don't know about it and you can't comment on it and you can't give us your position on it, then you don't deserve to be in a seat in parliament. But here's the thing. They've all known about it. 
They've all been party to it. They've all voted in favor of it from day one. And in that, none of them have taught or explained the consequences to this agenda to the country, to the people of this country, and what those consequences are, and how grave a situation they are dragging us into. I happen to be somebody, for whatever reason, that caught on to this agenda very early. And since that time, I have been, of course, called a conspiracy theorist, labeled a conspiracy theorist, a right-wing nut job because of it. But it is as real as rain. There's nothing theoretical about this. This is real as rain. So I'm going to get into that a little bit. What are the sustainable development goals? Well, um, I'm going to show you. And this is what Pierre Polivare claims to know nothing about. And I'm actually going to play their video. Um, because they are, there is nothing, they're not hiding this. Um, a number of years ago, they decided that it was probably a good idea um, to start promoting it, to start um, indoctrinating our youth with it and getting them on board using Hollywood, using TV, um, you know, all these things to, to plant the seed in our youth um, to think that it's a good thing. But you know what, before I, before I do that, actually, let me, let me just show you one other thing that's very important to add context to this. Um, it's, it's literally, we are it's uh, so literally the first tweet on my Twitter profile. And I have to play this again. A lot of you guys have seen this, but maybe a lot of folks on Twitter or on, on, on TikTok haven't seen it. And I'm sorry you guys can't see the video the same way everybody else does, but maybe I'll just show it to you uh, through the phone. Uh, very important, this video, um, to add context to the kind of people that started this agenda, that were the first to start creating it. Uh, extremely important to understand this context, and this will help. Sorry, TikTok, this is the best I can do. But in one way or another, we are so far, globally, we are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet, that I know in one way or another, it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a, a, a civil way. I, I, and I mean civil in a, in a special way. I, special way. Peace doesn't mean uh, that everybody's happy. But it means that conflict isn't solved through violence, through through force, um, but rather <laughs> in other ways. And so uh, that's what I hope for. Um, 
that we can, I mean, the planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. Unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you can have it. But, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven, so we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal, uh, you know, so that people share uh, the experience and they don't have a few- Share the experience. You know, try to force right. somebody else to, to deal right. with it. So those are my hopes. I mean- Very nice. pretty pessimistic hopes, you know, but um, that's, that's what lies ahead. Yeah, right. Hmm. So that gives you an idea, and again, I'm, I apologize to my to my TikTok people um, for not being able to share that video directly. Um, but yeah, so you know that's the kind of people we're dealing with. This guy's name is Dennis Meadows. Um, he's a professor. He was one of the co-founders of the Club of Rome. Um, one of the co-authors of a book called Limits to Growth. Um, so this is the mindset of these people, right? This is, this is their thought process that if you have eight or nine billion people, then you need to have a strong dictatorship. And you'll notice he doesn't say nationally. No. What he's implying is that they need global governance and they need that governance to be a dictatorship globally so they can tell every nation on the planet what they're going to do, right? They need to be dictated to, there's no more freedom. And we're at about 7 billion people right now. And he wants to get that down if we want freedom if we want you know liberty then we need to get down to one billion people um and we want to maintain this standard of living um then we need to get down to a, a billion people or again with seven or eight billion nine billion you have to have a dictatorship with a lot lower standard of living so this runs in line with this agenda that aims to redistribute wealth. In other words, suck as much wealth out of wealthy nations, the first world, the Western world, the industrialized world, destroy that civilization and get everybody down to the standard of living that you would see in the second or third world. So you want everybody equally poor, equally dependent, and equally dictated to. So you have full control of the planet and humanity so you can then make the right decisions for everybody in the planet from this 
hyper-centralized global governance model. This is what they want to do. And this is how they're going to do it. And anybody that tells you that's a politician in Canada that tells you they don't understand or have never read the Sustainable Development Agenda or the Sustainable Development Goals has absolutely no business being an MP, being an MLA, or being in municipal politics because it's been in, it's infiltrated all levels of government, this agenda. And so anybody that denies knowing anything about it has no business being in politics, has no business representing anybody. So that's why Pierre Polivare's answer to my question is so important. When he says that he's never read it, it's just, it's just, it's just it completely dismisses it out of hand. Um, even if you take him at his word, he shouldn't be in a position of representation at all because of how grave the consequences are to this agenda. He should be nowhere near in a, a representative position. Nowhere. If you believe his answer. But of course, I don't believe his answer. And, and there's no reason to believe his answer. He knows exactly what that agenda is. He knows exactly what the SDGs are and what they represent and the consequences therein. He knows 100% what they are. But he can't tell you that. Because if he tells you that, if he, if he then lies further and said that he denounces the UN SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030, if he denounces that, because that's what we all want to hear, if he does that, then he also denounces his party. <laughs> The party that he's running to lead. And what happened to the individual that talked openly about globalism? The one Joseph Borgo from Saskatchewan, who was running for the leadership of the CPC, who openly talked about globalism, sustainable development agenda. And where do we find him? kicked out of the race. So Pierre's not going to do that. Pierre's not going to address this because he simply can't. Because his party is the party that's responsible for signing us up to it. And again, in 2015, September 27th, 2015, one month before Trudeau was elected, Harper signed us on to it again. And when Trudeau was elected, his first announcement, his first interview with the New York Times, he referred to Canada as the first post-nation state and a country with no identity. And why did he say that? To tell his handlers, both at the World Economic Forum and at the UN, that he is completely committed excuse me, to, to achieve these goals. And in order for a nation 
to achieve these goals and to implement all of these 17 goals, that it would then have to be essentially a post-national state and cede our sovereignty to an unelected foreign entity that created this agenda. So that's the situation we're in. And so I'm going to tell you, i give you a little bit of historical context to this, just so you know that I'm not theorizing anything. None of what I'm telling you is theory. It's all fact based on what they've told us they're doing. So in the late 60s, the Club of Rome was created, 68-69, and funded and sponsored by Rockefellers, Rothschilds, and a few other elite they like to refer to themselves as. They formed the Club of Rome. The Club of Rome was then tasked to create and start to develop sustainable development. In other words, the agenda of depopulation, the agenda of redistribution of wealth, the agenda of the destruction of Western civilization and the industrialized world, and move to this more commu-fascist model. And I say that on purpose, commu-fascist, because it's taken the communist and the fascists to merge or converge to do this. They spent most of the 20th century fighting each other for power. And don't kid yourself, when you grew up and went to school and they pounded it into your conscience that the commies are way over here on the left and the Nazis, fascists, are way over here on the right. That was the, 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 the largest, biggest lie you and me have ever been told. It's, it's false. If you look on the political scale, from authoritarian, totalitarian, big government, nanny state, government knows best, big brother knows best. That's over here on the left. Fascists are exactly the same, except what they've done is they partner with big business to still be big government, nanny state, totalitarian, authoritarian. No different than the commies. So when you look at the political scale, you see those two authoritarian, totalitarian ideologies right beside each other. And they've, they're responsible for the death of hundreds of millions of people fighting for power so they can have global power and global control. But they, they killed each other. So instead of then fighting each other and, 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 and destroying the planet, fighting each other, they decided to merge. What better way to gain control globally under a new world order, which is not my words. I didn't create that. This isn't, as the media would suggest for the last three decades, four decades, that somehow it's conspiracy theorists that came up with the 
the the the the phrase new world order we didn't come up with it george w bush in 1992 was the first one to say it publicly openly they said it well before that behind closed doors this idea of a new world order well, what is the new world order it's the convergence of communism and fascism under hyper centralized global governance and so they were tasked this club of rome to initiate the creation of sustainable development, depopulation, redistribution of wealth, destruction of Western civilization, destruction of the industrialized world, destruction of freedom, destruction of what Christianity is responsible for and what's that responsible for? For creating Western civilization. The fundamental values of Western civilization, freedom, Right, this idea of freedom and liberty. Um, so let's crush Christianity, right? Which is also part of the agenda. Let's crush the family, which is part of the agenda. Let's crush industry throughout the West, energy industry using climate change as the fear. Um, most of our industries in Canada. I mean, we're a country or a massive country geographically. We're also a massive country uh, in resources, resources that the world still needs and still wants. But we have governments, successive governments that have agreed to this agenda, which will in turn destroy our industry, destroy our economy, destroy our way of life. Uh, another way, of course, is through immigration, mass immigration. This migrant compact that's part of sustainable development. What's another way? Remove the guns. It's a UN agenda attached to sustainable development. When you do a search on gun control, also type in SDGs, and it'll tell you that it's imperative that they get the guns out of the citizens' hands so they can achieve the goals of sustainable development. The same thing goes with the Paris Accord. In order to achieve the goals of sustainable development, they have to rid the planet of CO2 for some odd reason. We all know that CO2 is fundamental building block of all life on Earth. In fact, the more CO2 there is, the more green the planet gets. There was a study that came out of the Lancet just a year ago that said they researched it and they found that the reason the planet is greening so much now, more now is because there's a higher level of CO2 in the atmosphere which is a good thing if you want the earth to green. But what do they do in turn? They want to take zero, net zero CO2 out of the air, out of the atmosphere, reduce it, which would mean less vegetation, which would mean less plant growth, which would mean less food for people to eat, right? And in that, what are they doing? They're getting rid of cows because cows fart too much. They're getting rid of vehicles, gas-powered vehicles, petroleum-powered vehicles in favor of electric, which is far more costly to support through mining of lithium, which is we move forward in this green agenda, which really isn't a green agenda if you're reducing CO2 to net zero. 
you're not actually going to green the planet. You're going to make it brown the less CO2 you have in the atmosphere, right? So everything they're saying is actually promoting this idea that they need global governments, promoting the idea of what Dennis Meadows said is going to happen, right? So they this is what they this is what they do. So this is the agenda, right? And if you look, if you've read the Communist Manifesto, you'll understand that if you transposed that manifesto over top of the sustainable development agenda, you would find that the sustainable development agenda is the communist manifesto on steroids. And this is on, and the on steroids part comes from this private public partnership, big corporations now on board with achieving because they've been promised, right? They're the ones that are going to own everything. Us, the slaves, the ones who wear the mask, the ones who get the shot, we're the slaves, right? We don't get to own anything. We'll own nothing and be told we're happy like every other totalitarian authoritarian regime in the history of the planet who's owned slaves and told the slaves they'll be happy. That's what they mean when they say this. So again, when you're looking at the sustainable development goals written and created by an unelected, unaccountable foreign entity that doesn't have the best interests of Canada or any other nation at heart or in mind, always think that when you're reading this and what the overall objective to this agenda is. And when you look at it through that lens, all of a sudden it becomes very clear how nefarious this agenda is. Because frankly, if people don't go into this with eyes open and of critical mind, they're going to read it and they think, hey, that sounds kind of nice. You know, we don't, we, we, we want to eliminate poverty in the world. We want to be equal. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's go through a few of these here. So I'm going to, I'm going to use their own propaganda and, uh, we can go from there. And, and, and just remember how grave this is, how consequential this all is to our sovereignty and has been for decades. And somehow the leader in the race for leadership of the Conservative Party, Pierre Polivare, couldn't be bothered, has never read it. Oh, hum, never read it, no big deal. Um, he's full of shit. Oh, so, coincidentally enough, they use number 10 uh, as an interesting goal. Number 10 is 
Um, and, and so all of there's 17 goals, right, in this agenda. Within the goals, there is 169 targets that they want each country to reach. There's also 239, I think, what they call indicators. So it's these points, indicators, showing that you're moving towards achieving one of the targets or some of the targets or many of the targets. Targets of maybe one of these goals, one of these 17 all-encompassing goals. Now, each one of these goals speaks to an, an element of your life. They want to control all aspects of your life. They want to be able to dictate to you what you will, when you'll wake up, where you'll sleep, what you will eat, how much you will eat, um, where your food will come from, um, where you'll live, what you'll live in. And when they talk about this sort of structure, they talk about smart cities. Anything smart, anything smart, like smartphone, smart bike, smart car, uh, smart home, smart community, smart city, anything smart is attached to this agenda. It means somebody else is going to tell you how to live, how to use the phone, how to be tracked, how to be traced. Um, your ID is going to be digital. Your money is going to be digital. All controlled through global governance. All controlled through private-public partnerships on a global scale. So places like Amazon and uh, all of these Google tech companies, Facebook, communication, all are going to tell you exactly what you're allowed to say, how you're supposed to say it. They're actually talking about being able to dictate how you think by manipulating the brain through putting a chip in it. Um, and this is why they call it a technocracy. So all of these things are leading to this. So goal number 10, for example, it suggests and promotes the idea of equality both within countries and among countries. Well, how do you reach equality? Let's say between countries like Canada, the United States, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand. How do you how do you achieve this equality among states when you're comparing, say, Canada to Zimbabwe or Botswana or some African country? How do you do that? Well, you sure don't do it by lifting them up through a free market system. No, you do it by control. You do it by destroying the economy of the Western world, the first world, and bring everybody down to the second and third world. And yay, 
we've all reached equality. And if you ask any liberal-minded person, they're going to stand behind this because it's it's just leading to a, a global utopia of being responsible global citizens while destroying our way of life in this nation and throughout the Western world so that we can be equal. This is why they're teaching our kids to hate us, to hate ourselves, to hate the people that built this country. This is why they're tearing down statues. This is why they're ripping up history and rewriting it because they need us to hate ourselves. They need us to hate ourselves as colonists, right? That's always what we're told. It's my fault somehow that some horrible thing was done to a native here 200 years ago. Somehow I have to pay for that. It's my fault. Well, it isn't. And it's about damn time we stop accepting this and watching our politicians give away our sovereignty, give away our freedoms, give away our nation because of something somebody did 200 years ago in building the best civilization humanity has ever known. But this is what they need in order to achieve their goals. That's goal number 10. Anyway, carry on. I'm going to go through these anyways, so stay tuned. Sustainable cities and communities. Yay, no poverty. Yay, who doesn't, who wants poverty? Come on. All right, so, so there you have it. Um, so I'm just going to bring up the graphic that I need to go through each one of these. And I'm not going to take long on each one of them. Um, Yeah, hang on, guys. <laughs> They're super easy to find. I just I got sucked into a hole here. There. All right. So all right. So as I said, I'm just gonna go through these quickly. Um just so you get a, a firm understanding. And again. A lot of people that are watching this tonight have probably seen me talk about these before, are probably pretty up to speed on what they are and what they represent. But there's hopefully going to be some people that have no idea 
and maybe we can expose this to them and they can understand how gravely consequential this agenda is to our way of life here in Canada. Number one, no poverty. Again, hey, yay, we would all love to solve world hunger, wouldn't we? We would all love if, you know, we could get to a, a, a state where, um, you know, there is no poverty and, and kids don't go hungry and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, that's, you know, obviously something to shoot for. And there are, you know, obviously ways to do it uh, within a free market, within free market capitalism. Um, we could do it. We could achieve it. And, and obviously, through some, some form of regulation, um, you know, so these world elites, like the Klaus Schwab's of the world, like the Bill Gates of the world, can't monopolize, monopolize industries. Um, and, and so they're prohibited from monopolizing and getting too much power and too much control. Um, and, and, you know, let's face it, these, these guys are worth trillions combined. And why is it that we have poverty? If there's that much money to be made, why does it reside with 1% of the population? So there's something, there's something inherently wrong. It isn't free market capitalism because within a free market capitalism, there's responsibility. But unfortunately, there isn't within that responsibility regulation to stop these people from monopolizing industries and monopolizing, uh, you know, control. So, you know, obviously we can, we can do better. Uh, no poverty. How do you achieve no poverty? How do you do that? Well, they think by because none of these elites, none of these Rothschilds, Rockefellers, um, people, Gates, all of these people with really old money, um, they don't want to give up their lives. Are you kidding? They don't want to give up their, their standard of living. They don't want to give up their power. They're not going to give up their money. Are you kidding? No, they got to figure out a way to take it from us, to destroy the middle class. This is what it's all about, is destruction of the middle class. So again, we're all equal. We're equally poor and we're equally rationed. Our consumer behavior is going to be altered, socially engineered. You'll have meat as a treat once a month, as they say. We'll tell you what you can eat and when you can eat it. And we're going to introduce protein replacement. We're going to introduce bugs as a protein replacement. Because bugs are really easy to harvest and grow and feed you with as a protein replacement plant-based protein 
like they've been trying to ram down our throat through fast food corporations who've sold out. That's how they do it. Meanwhile, they destroy our industries. They destroy the middle class. They destroy Western civilization. So we can all be equal, equally poor and equally dependent. And then they can advertise to everybody and signal their virtue that they've resolved world hunger because we're all starving. Number two, zero hunger. Same thing. It's the same plan. They're going to dictate what you can eat, when you can eat it, how you eat it, how you get it, how you farm it, and who farms it. They're going to control production. They're going to control distribution. They're going to control transportation. They're going to control consumption. And it's all through social credit, the Chinese model, through surveillance, tracking, tracing, sound familiar, through this whole pandemic, when Trudeau says they're using COVID to achieve the goals of sustainable development and reimagine the global economy. That's what he meant. This is what he meant. This is what he's referring to. Ceding our sovereignty as a nation to the globalists, to the World Economic Forum, to the UN, to global governance. Good health and well-being. Well, we just saw them attempt to steal every nation's sovereignty through the World Health Organization in the global pandemic treaty where they're going to dictate the terms they're going to dictate the policy from one central location global governance telling each nation how they're going to respond to a upcoming pandemic of their choice that they have already created that they will release on the public because it works in their favor for this idea of depopulation, for this idea of control, authoritarianism, totalitarianism, nanny state, under global governance, they'll decide. That is the basis to the global pandemic treaty. Again, sucking that sovereignty out of every nation state. Thankfully, there's other nations, the most populated nations on the planet, came together and told them to beat it, to screw off. They're not doing it. They'll decide. But it's interesting because all of the Western nations, the same nations that are in NATO, the same nations that are part of the World Economic Forum and committed, the same nations that are supporting the Ukraine right now, because it's a World Economic Forum operation, is what it is, is why it was started. It's about control. And they knew exactly how they could use the consequences of that war that was avoidable and apply it to Western nations like Canada. And that's why you're seeing gas prices where they are. That's why you're seeing inflation where it's at. That's why you're seeing taxes going up at the same time inflation is going insanely high. Gas prices, food prices, 
cost of living is going through the roof. And it's all, it's all coordinated. It's all orchestrated. They want the destruction of Western civilization. And somehow Pierre Polivare has no idea this agenda exists. Somehow, somehow over 19 years being a politician, he hasn't figured out that this is extremely important. Then what the hell is he doing in a position of representation? And what the hell are we doing as people of the country supporting that individual or any of them for that matter? Liberals, conservative, NDP block, any of them. Right down from federal to provincial establishment parties that have been conned by this and, and sucked in by this right down to your municipal government who's, in, who's implementing a lot of these policies at a municipal level, like bike lanes in Saskatoon when they're frozen seven months of the year. 12 people use a bike maybe in the winter. It's insanity. Quality education. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that means SOGI. That means they are going to determine what's taught in schools. That's why our schools are so insane right now. That's why our teachers, through teachers' unions, are teaching our kids that they can get pregnant if you're a man, if you're a, if you're a male. That somehow it's biology that you have 17 or 75 genders. It's insane. But this is why. Soji is a sustainable development agenda. It's part of this agenda. Google SOGI and UN Sustainable Development Goals. It's right there. In order for them to achieve the goals, SOGI has to be part of it. This trans education has to be part of it. And that's why our schools are being overrun with communists and totalitarians and authoritarians. Because if you can indoctrinate the kids to follow stupid orders that go actually against your health as a child and be stuck wearing a mask eight hours a day and be told you have to get that kid vaccinated to attend school, it's indoctrination. It's the social engineering of the masses and preparing them for authoritarianism and totalitarianism. In a country where we have taken our freedoms for granted, this is what it's all about. And I could go on forever on education, but you get the idea. Gender equality, right? So now you see a guy can get into fighting combat sports and a guy can beat the hell out of a woman on a stage in front of thousands of people and that's okay. It's now okay for a man to beat the hell out of a woman. It's okay because that man is allowed to identify as a woman and to compete in sports and it gets worse. Now predators sexual predators, pedophiles, can now identify as a female and go to the pool in Saskatoon and hit the change rooms where they have 
girls or change rooms where they have boys and these predators can be in there preparing to do what predators do and somehow that's okay somehow that's no problem there are serious sexual predators that have been charged and convicted and sentenced in our prison system that can now identify as a woman and go into a woman's prison as a man, as a predator, and assault, sexually assault. It's like it's literally taking the fox, putting it into the hen house, and letting the fox do whatever it wants to do. It's insanity, but this is it. This is this is the thing. Because they want to destroy Western civilization. They want to destroy our way of life. They want to destroy the fabric, the values and principles that made the civilization so great. They need to destroy it. They need to burn it all down. And from the ashes in their mind comes utopia. But it's we know it's dystopia. It's it will cause the death of billions. And that's what they want. It's depopulation. They want that destruction. Let's carry on. Clean water and sanitation. They'll dictate who gets water, how much water. They'll own all the water from this globalist entity, empire, whatever you want to call it, governance. They'll own it all through private-public partnerships, they like to call it which really is is fascism where you've partnered government with corporations like Nestle who now owns I don't know how much of our water completely insane but this is where we're headed sanitation sanitation right they're using sanitation now to test for coronavirus <laughs> Uh, because they need that control, right? It's a control mechanism, just like everything else. All of it is, is about control. Control all aspects of everyone's lives. Affordable and clean energy, right? So let's destroy Western civilization. Way The best way to do that is to destroy the energy industry. Because that is, as we know, one of the major heartbeats of our economy in Canada, in the U.S. And what better way to destroy Western civilization than the economies of Canada and the United States? Um, people still need energy. It's been proven over and over again that green energy, solar panels and wind farms don't work. They don't work. You have to have backup. You have to have actual real energy which is natural gas and petroleum-based products. You have to have it, fossil fuels. It's inevitable. People still need them. People still need to buy that. And, and why aren't we supplying ourselves instead of importing from Saudi Arabia or other dictatorships? Why are we not supplying and refining ourselves? Why not? Why aren't we? And then also selling it to make our country prosper, to make sure that our all Canadians are 
looked after, our veterans, our homeless, um, you know, our poor. Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we looking after ourselves with this enormous amount of resources that we have? Because they don't want that. They need the destruction of Western civilization in order to gain power and global governance over the planet. They have to destroy us. This is why they're doing it. Decent work and economic growth, right? They're going to dictate, again, who works, where they work, how much they get paid, and enter robots, right? Where, and UBI, right? Universal basic income. So nobody works. Somehow everybody gets a stipend every month and everyone gets their food for a month. You'll own nothing. So you'll have no payments, right? You're simply a slave. You're simply a drone that requires a certain amount of food, certain amount of consumption, a certain amount of transportation, a certain amount of living quarters. You know, all of this is going to be calculated for you and you'll have your ration of food. You'll have your maybe a job <laughs> if you're allowed, but you'll have your universal basic income, which at first, you know, yeah, 2,500 bucks a month, you, no problem. I could see youth, I could see youngsters graduating from high school thinking, well, that's awesome. I can stay home, play video games, smoke dope till my heart's content. I'll be so happy. It'll be great. And we'll watch as we've seen suicide rates go through the roof. Because humans need purpose. Humans need something to do, to accomplish, to add meaning to their life. Without it, you'll see exactly what we're seeing now in an opioid crisis and in a suicide crisis. This is why we're seeing it. Because kids have no hope. Who's going to buy a house? Who's going to be able to have a family, afford a family under these circumstances? And it's only going to get worse. Industry, innovation, and infrastructure, right? Okay, again, they're going to control everything. The global hub in Regina, right? Well, we know where that came from. All of these infrastructure things, like, for example, in Saskatoon, our roads are literally falling apart. They're literally turning into goat trails because there's no budget to fix the roads. But somehow, out of the <coughs> excuse me, out of the budget, they can have enough money to build these sidewalks throughout Saskatoon. The road immediately adjacent to the sidewalks is crumbling, literally. But they have money for sidewalks because. Under ICLEI and under the new urban agenda within the sustainable development agenda, it clearly defines what the policies for each municipality shall be. And that policy is to prioritize pedestrian and, and bicycle traffic over vehicular traffic. It's very clear this is what they're doing. We see it everywhere. So 
cars use roads. We can't have that. We need to let those roads deteriorate so people won't even want to drive. We'll raise fuel prices through the roof so people can't afford to drive. And we'll eliminate that problem. And people will walk and they'll bike in the middle of winter, seven months of the year in Saskatoon. Or you'll take mass transit. They'll tell you how you're going to move around, right? There's going to come a point where they're going to, you're going to need a permit to go outside your city, to go outside and experience wildlife and experience the bush and fishing. You're going to need a permit for that. They're going to control how that is used. They've already said all of these areas that are uninhabited are going to be closed off to human use. They've already said that. Millions of hectares are going to be cordoned off from human activity. No development. Zero. Um, reduced inequalities. Well, we've talked about that. I've talked about number 10 already. That's, you know. Uh, Sustainable cities and communities. Again, here's this smart city idea. And you can research it. Research smart cities. They have plans for every city where people will live in a pod. It, you won't own it. You'll just share it with everybody else. Communism on steroids. Where they're going to, all the cities are full of 5G, 6G, 7G, 8G. Everything you do will be traced and tracked and surveilled. Everything you do as a human being will be controlled. And you will be cordoned off into these sustainable cities, told what to eat, told when to wake, told how to get to work if you have a job, told where you're going to sleep, who's going to sleep with you, who's going to use that space when you're not there. Because you'll own nothing. You'll have zero property rights. None. And be happy. Because we told you you're happy. Because we're paying you. Right? This UBI. Universal Basic Income. We're going we're gonna to pay you to just be a good little slave. Just sit there. And, and, and at some point, that's going to go from whatever the number is. 2500 a month down to you know 500 they're going to give you your food um they're going to tell you what you can eat what you consume you'll be eating bugs uh as a protein replacement you won't be able to go get your own you won't be able to hunt or fish um that'll be off limits Responsible consumption and production. So here you go again. They're going to control how you consume. They're going to control everything. Um, and how they produce it and how they distribute it. Again, all aspects of your life. And somehow, again, Pierre Polivar has never read this. It's never even dawned on him. Why would he read it? I hear his excuse makers. Why? I don't know anything about it. Why should he? Well, the reason you don't know anything about it is because you haven't paid attention. 
because you have ignored it, because you also haven't been told by your political representatives. It's been purposely kept quiet through its development, through its involvement. It used to be six, then it was eight, then it was 10, now it's 17. And they didn't tell you about it at all. Not at all. Because if you were told about this, and you were told the consequences to this and your way of life, you would have vehemently opposed it. There's only a few crazy people like this right-wing nutjob conspiracy theorist that has been yelling and screaming it for years, 20 years, if not longer, uh, that it's happening. Uh, it, longer. I, when, I moved, when I moved back to Saskatoon, from BC in 1998, I was talking about sustainable development goals and agenda. But they've never talked about it. They've never educated anybody about this agenda, ever. Climate action, again, they need an enemy. And the enemy they've determined to be CO2. Well, again, back in 2012, and I've said this and mentioned this a lot of times, there was a, an organization within the UN that were tasked with the job to come up with a way, an effective way to fund this agenda, an agenda that they had estimated wrongly at $5 trillion annually. Turns out it was $8 trillion annually and continues to rise. And how are you going to fund this? Well, you're going to suck as much money as you can from Western civilization, from the industrialized world, to fund it. And what better way than to create an enemy? Well, what's the enemy? Carbon. Global warming, which they had to change to climate change because the globe hasn't been warming. It's actually been cooling. So they needed to call it something else. And they still blame it on carbon, the fundamental building block of all life on Earth, CO2. It's required for life on Earth. We use oxygen that trees produce while they suck CO2 up, which helps them grow in what's called photosynthesis. CO2 is required for that. And in order for that to happen, you need lots of CO2 in the atmosphere. So we don't have a CO2 problem. We actually need much more of it to enable more vegetation, more plant growth, bigger animals, more food to feed 7, 8, 9 billion people. Not under a dictatorship, but under a free market. That's what we need. That's what's required. And they're doing the opposite. They want to take CO2 out of the atmosphere. Why? Because less growth, less food, less people. That's the agenda. Now put that in the context 
with vaccines that are killing people in droves now. Put that into context. Put that into perspective. Into the depopulation ideation of these people. You listen to Dennis Meadows at the beginning of this video. Where he said very clearly what their plan is. And their plan is depopulation. depopulation. Climate change, CO2. No. Nah. It's just another mechanism that drives control, that drives authoritarianism, that drives totalitarianism. Life below water. Yeah, well, they want to control that too, right? They want to control the oceans. They want to control distribution through transportation, shipping. They want to control that. They want to control everything. Life on land. <laughs> well, of course, there's another blanket. They want to control all life. All life. Just consider that for a second. Humanity. All animals. All plants and vegetables and trees. All life above on land and below. They want to control it all. All of it. They're going to dictate through algorithms, right? Through this hyper-centralization under global governance. They're going to control all aspects of all life. This is how crazy, this is how nefarious this agenda is. Peace, justice, and strong institutions. <laughs> well, who's peace? Dennis Meadows, he mentions peace. He mentions how he wants to reduce the population from 7, 8 billion people to 1 billion, but he wants to see it done peacefully in a special way. How does that happen? Well, we've just watched, we witnessed the last two years how justice is, is put upon the people who are fighting for their God-given rights and freedoms and defending those God-given rights and freedoms. And they're being trampled by horses. They're being pushed around by the police that are have taken an oath to represent the people, represent the best interests of their nation, and protect the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Bill of Rights and all. But no, no. Their idea of justice is completely different and a completely upside down to our idea of justice and strong institutions. Strong institutions, right? Authoritarian, totalitarian institutions that are going to dictate everything you do from the minute you're born, if you're born, because abortion is a big part of all of this. From the minute you're born and take your first breath to your very last. And that that last breath is going to be sped up quite a bit because euthanasia, of course, is part of this depopulation, depopulation agenda. Um, it's part of it. And now anyone with mental illness can request to end their life at a hospital. Doctors are encouraging it. People are encouraging it. Everywhere you go, every hospital in this country is encouraging people to die. They need you dead. They want you dead. They want us all dead. 
this isn't hyperbole. This isn't exaggeration. This is fact. This is reality. They, they tell us this is what they want. Partnerships for the goals. Right. Right. Hmm. So there it is. There's the 17 goals of sustainable development. Um, so we've gone through them. As, and again, there's 169 targets that you can also go through to get a little bit more specific on what they want to do and how they want to control your life. And there's 239, I think. It used to be 243, but now they've scaled it back a little bit. 239 or whatever it is, um, indicators, right? So this tells governments how they're doing in achieving these goals. Again, conservative Harper government is the one who created the law that compels us to report how we're achieving these goals to the UN, an unelected foreign entity, unaccountable, um, that it does not have the best interest of Canada anywhere in its mind, in its thought process uh, at all. Um, and, and so once again, for, I asked Pierre Polivare, what I believe to be the most important question in the history of questions in this country. What do you believe and will you denounce the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Agenda, yes or no? And he took the ignorance claim that he knows nothing of it. Well, again, if any of your elected leaders provincially, federally, municipally, if any of them ignore you or plead ignorance, they have no business being in that seat, get them out. Find somebody that understands the consequences to this agenda and how nefarious it is and get them elected municipally, provincially, and federally, we have no choice. This is the only thing we can do to fight back, to stop this from happening. We have to hold our politicians accountable. And for those that get pissy because I come down on Pierre, I don't give a shit. I could care less. You're ignorant. Your support of the establishment is the reason our country is fucked. It's your fault. 100%. Because it's your support that is creating this, that is allowing this. Yours and yours only. Anybody who supports any of the establishment parties is contributing to this agenda, destroying our country, destroying our freedoms, destroying our prosperity, destroying our sovereignty. That's on you because you refuse to understand what's happening in our country. Because you refuse to cheer for another team because you're loyal to the conservative, because you've always voted conservative. 
Because you're too pig-headed, too stubborn, and too stupid to open your mind to understand what's really happening. And it's time you smarten up. We depend on it. My country depends on it. And all of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice way before us to give us what we had. Don't piss on them. Don't piss on their memory. Don't accept status quo that's going to destroy what they died for. Open your mind. Understand what's happening and why. And don't come down on people like me who understand what this agenda is going to do and has already done, as we've seen, climate change, everything associated with that horseshit, COVID, everything associated with that horseshit. And all of you staring at your TV, listening to your radio, being completely hypnotized by these idiots that speak no truth whatsoever, that are paid by the government to promote a narrative. And you're too dense to see that. Or accept that it's happening. People say I'm divisive. You're damn right I'm divisive. You're damn right I am. Because I call it the way it is. I tell the truth. And if you don't like it, it means you don't like the truth. That's not my problem. That's not my problem. That's your problem. And it's extremely frustrating to watch who I think are smart people, generally speaking, accepting insanity from a media that's bought and paid for by our government and by politicians who sold you out 30, 40 years ago. And they're still doing it and still convincing you to do it again. That's enormously irritating and frustrating. So please, for those of you that get it, like most of the people watching this, I guess, just keep spreading the message. Keep telling your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever you run into, that this exists, that this is the root of all evils in our country and throughout the Western world, and we have to stop it. And for those who are still in their bubble, listen, either I'm going to burst your bubble and you won't like me for it because you like your bubble, you like your fantasy, because in your bubble you're still able to pay your bills, not for long, but up till now, and you don't want anybody to burst that bubble. So you either let me burst it or the consequences the reality of this agenda is going to smash it. And you'll absolutely be unprepared for what's to come.
So that's up to you. That's on you. That's your responsibility. And for all of us, we've abdicated our responsibility for far too long. Decades. We've abdicated our responsibility to someone else who we thought had our best interest at heart. They don't. They liked their paycheck. They liked their pensions. And that's it. And they never rocked the boat, especially within their parties. They never rocked the boat in legislatures or parliament or city council because it was too scary. Why rock the boat when I got it so good? And this is who we abdicated our responsibility to. And we forgot to hold all these people accountable. Not one of these people told you about this agenda. It takes somebody like me who's unelected, has no responsibility to anybody. But I do it because I care about my country. I care about the people in it. And I'm willing to take the the, the arrows. I'm willing to take the shots. Because I have a responsibility. And that responsibility is out of honor to all those that have come before me fighting for freedom. That's why I do what I do. It's out of duty and a sense of honor and justice. So it's it's way past time for us to take that responsibility back and hold these people bloody accountable. We have to do this. We have no choice unless you're prepared to give it all away. I'm not. That's it. That's my show for tonight. All right. Anyways, love you guys. Uh, take her easy. Um, and remember, globalism bad, nationalism good. Please share this video. Uh, get it out there. Uh, share it on Facebook because I'm not on Facebook because I'm a bad boy. Um, share it wherever you can. It's extremely important. People understand this. And Pierre is full of shit. So just saying. There's no question in my mind that that guy knows exactly what I asked him. It's just he can't answer it. So he pleads ignorance because he knows every 260,000, 50,000 on Twitter. I don't know how many thousands on Facebook. So well over 300,000, mostly Canadians, Pierre Polivare lied to because he can't answer the question. Because that responsibility would be put on the party he's running to lead. So he pleads ignorance. And you people lap it up. And I'm talking about the supporters, not you people. The supporters that defend this insanity. Stop it. You look ridiculous. You look like an idiot. Stop it. Anyway, that's it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Ciao for now. This